The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you, and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, so in the gospel reading today, our Lord is really saying goodbye to his disciples. And like saying goodbye is a really, I don't know, it's something that some of us are good at and some of us are not so good at. Like, in my own life, like, sometimes I just prefer to, like, disappear quietly. And, and it was just striking to me because I think this is the first time I've preached since our assignments came out. And everybody's asking me, like, are you excited to be a pastor? And, uh, and I am excited to be a pastor, but I'm also grieving, like, leaving here. And, um, and luckily we have four more weeks until I actually leave here, so that's not a big deal. But I just, it just struck my heart that, like, our Lord is really good at saying goodbye. Like, our Lord is really good at saying goodbye. And, and he sits down with his disciples and he says, As the Father loves me, so also I love you. Remain in my love. Like, remain in my love. Like, as he's getting ready to go to his passion and death, he reminds them that his love for them is not going to go away. His love for them is not going to die because of separation by distance or separation by even his death. But his desire is that 
that they remain in his love. And then he goes on to tell them that there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And so I'm about to show you how much I love you. So that as you watch my passion and death, you'll be reminded that this is an act of love and this is a, the, the immensity of the love that I'm asking you to remain in. And then he tells them to love one another as I love you. Right? That you're called to lay down your lives for one another. And we learn how to do that from the experience of allowing our Lord to love us first. Right? We learn how to do that from the experience of letting our Lord love us first. And that's something that I think sometimes we, we can get wrong or we, or we can miss that point. And we can miss that point. And, and when we look to the cross or, or we hear people talk about sacrificial love, we say things like, well, you should love like Jesus loves. And that means looking at what Jesus did and try to do that too. But that's different from experiencing the fact that Jesus did that for you. And I know what that was like to experience the fact that he loved me so much that he died for me. And somehow that's changed my heart. And so I want to pass that experience on to others. And I want to learn from the way that I experienced our Lord's love. And then I'm going to go and do that for others. And then I'm going to go and do that for others. And it's a place that sometimes we get tripped up when maybe like we didn't have a very good example of fatherhood in our own life or we didn't have a good example of motherhood in our own life and then we try to be a father or a mother by looking at other people and trying to do what they do. Which is different from having simply grown up in a family where we experienced the fullness of fatherhood or motherhood from our own father and mother. And our Lord desires to heal all of that and to give us a new experience, right? To give us a new experience. So that we can set aside any kind of distortions and simply learn from him. And St. John knows this well as he writes in his first letter. Let us love one another because love is of God. And it's not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. That we learn to love one another because of the love that our Lord has for us. And so as our Lord is saying goodbye... His desire is that his love rest in the hearts of his disciples so that they might go out and love others in the same way. So that their family, which we call the church, becomes a family where there's no distortion, where 
Our Lord has loved his disciples and they've loved their disciples and they've loved their disciples. And we learn love from that experience. And when we find ourselves in difficult times, or when we find ourselves without that experience, we have to go back to our Lord. Our Lord is the only place that we can go to learn what that means. And sometimes we just have to have eyes to see it. Like when we receive the Eucharist, do we think about the fact that like this is the same Jesus who said, remain in my love, and there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And every single week when we come to Mass, he's laying down his life for me. Because the God who made the whole universe has now made himself present in the form of bread and wine. And he allows himself to be consumed by me. And that means that he really loves me. And if that's, if that's true, can I love my family members in the same way? And sometimes laying down our life means that we have to humble ourselves and, and we lay down our pride. Or we lay down our desire to be right all the time. Or we lay down our desire to kind of engage in our own selfish hobbies instead of spending time in community and spending time with one another. The greatest gift that we have is our time. And how much of our time do we lay down for the sake of the ones we love? As we enter into summer, it's a good time for families to sort of reflect on that and look for ways to say, okay, how am I going to sacrifice my time for the sake of building up the love in our families? And our Lord is saying all of this in the context of you know, getting ready to leave them and leave them through a very violent death. And they're going to enter into this time of adversity. And in a time of adversity, we we really need mercy. And and we really need to remember that we're loved always in the present moment. And as we celebrate Mother's Day today, like motherhood has a particular characteristic, which is that mothers always love their children in the present moment. Mothers always love their children in the present moment. There was a study done by this scholar named Antoine Burgoth where he talks about motherhood and fatherhood and how they represent God's love. And, and sort of his formulation is that motherhood primarily is a love that's expressed by affirmation and presence. And fatherhood is the kind of love that loves a child and wants to lead the child into a future. It doesn't mean the, child doesn't love, the father doesn't love his child, but the father's sort of job is to call that child to a future. And to help to walk that child into a future. And if that's done well, a child never feels like my dad doesn't love me. The child just feels like my dad knows that I can be great. And a mother always loves their child where they are. And so motherhood sort of represents mercy. And 
that kind of abiding presence and, and the, the most amazing thing about motherhood is motherhood starts at conception. And so all of us, our first experience of being loved or feeling safe or knowing that we're going to be okay was in utero. And our first attachment figure was our own mother. And so the great dignity of motherhood is that it allows us to experience the fact that we're always loved and, and we remain and abide in that. And we remain and abide in that. And there are lots of ways that that's expressed. And, and in my own life, I, like I've experienced it in, in many different ways. And it was about like 12 years ago that I had this experience where, you know, my mother died when I was two years old. And so my first experience of the motherhood was like in utero with my mother. And she had cancer and then she died when I was two. <clears throat> and my father remarried. And my stepmother was always there. And, you know, and had great love for me. And then about... 2012 or so, I, I was really at a place where like, I had kind of like lost sight of my Marian devotion and, and I was really feeling, um, I don't know, I just had a hard time connecting with being loved and the importance of being loved. And I was learning about it in grad school and I was just sitting there going like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, and I went into prayer and in prayer, I was praying over Mary and John at the foot of the cross and Jesus looks at John and he says, behold your mother. And as he says, behold your mother, I had this like movement in my heart that stirred up a memory. And the memory was of this, this other woman who was friends with my parents and she would come to the house often. And, and when I heard her voice one time, my heart started moving and I had no idea why. And, uh, and so I went and I asked questions about it but, it, but it was always kind of like not really answered clearly. But when it came up in prayer, I realized that, um, that my mother, like she had two small boys and me as a baby and she had cancer. And the pastor of our parish had asked the family to help our family and, and, this, and they would bring us food and babysit and drive my mom to doctor's appointments. And, and when my mother went into the hospital to die, I went and stayed with this other family. And this woman who used to come by the house was the mother of that family. And so like that, that movement in my heart was really a memory of somebody who loved me. And, and I got to go visit them and, and visiting them I, kind of in this new context. Um, I had this really profound kind of experience of like remembering what it meant to be loved unconditionally. And I remember going, I went to see them and, and they had this like, after a while, this woman, she leaves and she comes back with this bag of stuff. And, and in this bag of stuff, she had like all the birthday cards from my second birthday party, all the newspaper clippings from when I was in high school, a poem the hospital chaplain wrote about my parents as my mother was dying. And this like red piece of construction paper that says in crayon to Mary mom from Sean. And when you open it up, it says, I love you in big letters. And she carried all that stuff around for like 35 years. 
And then when she gave it to this 37 year old priest, I had this like profound experience of what it means that somebody could hold me in their heart without really wanting anything from me. And this profound experience of what it means to be loved unconditionally. And then I found myself in this place where my heart was really remaining in that, or resting in that. And through that experience, which is really an experience of spiritual motherhood, it's the kind of like motherhood that we can experience from other people. My heart started to shift and I started to recognize this is what our Lord means when he says, remain in my love. It's what our Lord means when he says, it's not that you have loved me, but that I've loved you. And the importance of that. And learning from that experience or that awakening of an experience from when I was, you know, one and two years old. My spiritual life started to change. And then the way I lived my priesthood started to change. And, and, you know, I came back from Rome and people were like, Father, you're different. You weren't like a jerk, but you're different. (laughs) Because our Lord did that. And that's what our Lord wants to do in our own hearts. And, and so whenever we find ourselves in a restless place or whenever, you know, the world seems to be encroaching on the peace in our hearts, the place to go back to is that remain in my love. And that's the kind of love that we first experience from our own mothers above all. And so today, let us thank God for all of the mothers in our lives for the ways that they've loved us. We thank him for giving us his own mother, who always can make up the differences or fill in the gaps where we didn't always get what we needed. And most especially, we pray for the grace to remain in his love. And that as we're transformed by that, that we can go and love others as he's loved us and truly be witnesses to his grace, his love, his mercy, the transformation that he desires for the whole world.